everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. How's everyone's week going so far? I just had my first fresh fruit since Christmas, I think. So, oh, oh man. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Better than me. <laughs> I knew I could count on you. What's the situation, Grace? I got some mandarin oranges. No, or, what? I mean, why? Why <laughs> do you have your first fresh fruit? Oh, just hadn't bought any until now. Okay. Well, I hope you don't get scurvy. Does or your box meat company not too. send you any fruits? No, they send vegetables though. So I feel like that's oh even okay. Mm-hmm. That's better. Mm-hmm. That's comforting to know. I I need to make a statement. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Anne needs to make a Whoa. statement. I, I yeah, I'm so yes. curious what this could be. So on last week's episode, I talked about how Matt and I had tried those like couple challenges mm-hmm. and we tried one where like you put your knees and elbows on the ground and then you pull your hands behind your back and all the videos I'd seen, the guy face plants um, because men have like a different... Um, you forget it every time. Gravity. <laughs> every time I can't remember what it's called. Um, so a couple days ago, Matt confessed that he actually um, was putting his feet underneath the edge of the couch <gasps> and Tricky holding himself Matt. up. Little skunk. Oh. And that if he hadn't done that, then he would have face planted. Oh. <laughs> That's such a like Matt thing to do. <laughs> it is. I know. A little trick. I know. He totally tricked me. So it was like, <laughs> I was like, Matt, I talked about this on the podcast, which he didn't know because he doesn't listen to the podcast. And um, yeah, so I was like, I need to, I need to go on and clear the names of the men who did face the brave men. We're not faking. Wow. Yeah. They really hit the floor. Yeah. I was really, ju- I was like doubting. I was the just worried about of those challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's thank all. you wow. for clearing that up. Yeah, I'll admit I was that. my hopes were sky high for your statement and that was a little bit <laughs> down, but <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> okay, uh before we get started, we want to give some listener shout outs. So usually on podcasts they read a review of the previous week, uh, but this week we didn't get any new reviews. Uh I guess we're calling people out now. Uh, no, we're just being honest and maybe like a gentle <laughs> nudge if a anyone would like nudge. to give us a review. Um, but we did get three comments on our Instagram post and we're super grateful for uh, our commenters. So we're going to shout them out. It was Leanne, Annalise, and our mom. So thank you so much for commenting. <laughs> and I, I was very touched list. to find out that Leanne was listening. I I know. I, when it I hear really that people are like, listening, so nice. I'm like simultaneously embarrassed, but also like very very touched so yes that's exactly how i feel (laughs) (laughs) me too um and then if anyone would like to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts we have a shout out with your name on it ready to go for next week Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. seriously we have i mean we could schedule hours of shout outs so (laughs) keep them coming (laughs) anyone and everyone today we want to talk no too squeaky (laughs) 
That's my number one critique is I'm too squeaky. Today, we want to talk a little bit about changing course, career or schooling wise. This is something that we've all had experience with. And the more we talk to friends and the older we get, it's actually so much more common than people realize. According to the U.S. Department of Education, about 30% of students enrolled in a bachelor's degree program switch their major at least once. One in 10 switch more than once. And according to a survey conducted by Indeed.com, 49% of U.S. workers have undergone a major career change in their working life. Don't you guys feel like there's still kind of a stigma around that, though? Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of, I can think of a few specific people, like friends or family I know who have, like, gotten through college and then been like, I want to do something totally different or you know, gotten halfway into a program and then been like, oh, this is not what I want to do or quit a job to like start something totally new. And I feel like there's always a little bit of kind of a like, oh, so-and-so like Mm -hmm. they're flaky. I don't know. Yeah. Not that, not that I'm saying Mm -hmm. that. Just I feel like that's the, that's the vibe. We've all faced the stigma. Yeah. Yeah, We've all faced that. Exactly. Maybe that's why there's a stigma because I've been there. But I feel like there's, we still kind of glorify like the, you know, the kid who ever since he was nine years old, he's known that he wanted to, you know, be an accountant or something, you know, and it's like, wow, they really have their life together. Like, they've <laughs> mm-hmm. always known what they wanted to do. And, and people that change, it's kind of like, oh, like, hope they know what they're doing. Like that kind of thing. Maybe it's just me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It feels that way. Oh, yeah. Luke was rubbing it in my face today. Because to prep for this, I found like my little transcript of all the times I changed majors and <laughs> it you have to scroll down. Like it's so many that you have to scroll the Is page. There a, there's a transcript? There's a transcript. Wait, so you no. actually like went into the office and changed your major all those yeah. times? Yeah. That many times? Yeah. How many no, times? No, I was like an actual. <laughs> Why didn't you just like I talked to advisors? It? Because every time I was convinced that that was the time, I was going through a rough phase. <laughs> how, how many are there? Just how many total? Classic. Um, it totaled to eighteen times, but it was all freshman year. <laughs> After freshman year, oh no! I yeah, I stuck with my major. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. What possessed me to do that? But Luke has only changed once. So he was rubbing that in, in my face because we were comparing. And was his within kind of like the same field? Was it like biology to biochem or like something like that? Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't even know if he – maybe I'm lying about that. Maybe he hasn't even changed. Well, because I it found was all Yeah, it was all just pre-med majors. Well, I was going to say, so I found um, a website, and I feel bad I don't have the citation – I wasn't planning on citing it, but there was another site that talked about it had a breakdown of like what areas change their majors the most and healthcare Mm -hmm. majors change the least, which kind of goes along with like, I feel like a lot of people that want to go into healthcare have, have always known like that's what they wanted to do. That's like, you can't really, yeah, like you can't just like spring into it because you have to have all the like hours of so much experience Mm -hmm. volunteering stuff. Um, yeah, Grace, you kind of know you your should, science person. You kind of know, yeah, you kind of know that that's like your thing. But Grace, did you know that math is that major that people change out of the most? Change out of? Whoa. Mm-hmm. So you should be flattered. That makes sense. Oh. That's not surprising. 
at all. Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah, Grace, Anne what did you was like start a math as? education major, right? Yeah. I thought I was good at math and then I got to college and um college math is way harder. We so <laughs> sure you were good, so good at things until we get to college. Yeah, I thought I was good at math yeah, I think too I'm... and I wasn't, but I just stuck <laughs> with it. <laughs> Did you know that you solve um, some kind of unsolvable problem, Grace? (laughs) 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 That's what I always tell people. So don't don't say no. (laughs) Um, We we did prove a new theorem, which I feel like is not quite as cool, but it's still pretty cool. Okay, that's that's equally cool. cool. That sounds just as cool to me. Like you created a new, you basically created the COVID vaccine. (laughs) <laughs> something you created something that wasn't there before that's pretty cool yeah not, um, not on that I, level. Got, I don't want to brag but i got a b plus in um calc 2 wow in college Whoa. so that's Whoa. a toughie <laughs> i don't have a frame of reference because i never took a math class in college it's, um it's not it's not close to the hardest class at all but it's it well, it is hard is it kind of like chem 105 in hardness it's That's way harder. Oh, I would way never harder than Chem take such a thing. No, Chem it's 105. Way Chem 105? Yeah, Chem 105 is not. It's not that hard. Careful, Grace. Grace. Careful, Grace. Grace, so mean. You're I gotta be plus in Chem 105. <laughs> Grace, why you have to hurt us? <laughs> yeah, like seriously. That. <laughs> Just saying. And Anne did a very good job. Did you guys That's know fair. that I, um, Mr. Van Arsdale, told me I had one of the great scientific minds that he'd ever taught. I remember that. After AP <laughs> biology. That's something what that you does that put even on your gravestone. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I'm like, I don't know yeah. if I've mentioned that before. I definitely have heard you mention that a few times <laughs> a year. <laughs> well, that comment really sunk in, and it is why I started out as a biology major, and now I'm Googling how do magnets work. When I'm trying to teach Ella first grade <laughs> science in homeschool. Well, none of us know. But yeah. 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 No one really knows. Yeah. I would love to see someone point blank just explain like how does a magnet work? Like no one knows. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Nobody in the world. But yeah, I thought I had a great scientific mind. So I started as biology. Then I went to public health. Then I went just to plain English. Then I went to English teaching. So I, oh, I changed nice three course. times. It wasn't like, I, yeah, I didn't have anything too crazy. But I was surprised when it said only one in 10 changed more than once. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure everyone <laughs> in my family changed yeah. more I know. times. How, how many once. in 10 change more than 15 times? Seriously, I don't I know. Can't I don't get know over if we have 18. data on that. 18 i'm shocked 18 that they let you year. do that i know i think i think i just have so counselor. few credits that they could let me do it but once you get to a certain point i think they <laughs> cut you they're off. like no you can't anymore wait you only changed <laughs> once grace yeah from electrical engineering to math oh i didn't in, know you in my ever... heart i for a while wanted to be like a drum performance major but i can see uh, that mom very kindly was like yeah if that's something that you want to do like Go ahead and, and go for it. And then I Mom did my that mind. with all my like, dreams, too. <laughs> Mom's really supportive. She, she is. is. Um, and what was your path to success? Um, I started with math education. I was, like, so sure I wanted to do that. Then, as we already covered, I um, didn't actually like the math classes. So then I switched to family and consumer science education. 
got pretty far into that one. And then I took the class where you go observe teachers. Mm-hmm. And it made me sad. <laughs> and so, but I really liked the topic. Like, I liked what I was learning in college. And I thought a lot of my more like, psychology based classes were cool um so then I switched to family studies and that is what I ended up majoring in thinking that I would maybe go on and get a master's degree in marriage and family therapy and then I um got a cosmetology license (laughs) yeah Anne had kind of a different (laughs) path because you graduated and then you're like I feel like a lot of people do like the trade school thing like before college Mm -hmm. but you were like actually I don't I don't want to do anything related to my major (laughs) which is very normal I I actually think that's mm -hmm. well it was really hard to decide between becoming a therapist and doing cosmetology school I was like okay either way it's like extra school Mm -hmm. and so and I was really interested in both things and that was like a super hard decision to make no I think it's smart because now you have the bachelor's degree and you also have like your career experience with cosmetology so if you did decide you ever wanted to go back and get a master's like you could yeah but yeah sometimes I'm like would I encourage someone to go to college if all they wanted to actually do for their job is a trade you know Mm -hmm. if you don't need college for your career then Mm -hmm. like is it necessarily worth it and it was worth it for me because like education is really important to me and it was something that I could do Mm -hmm. um for sure you know well we were kind of talking about this over the weekend when Anne was visiting because I do think there's this push that like oh everyone should go to college and I don't think that's necessarily true like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like there's been a lot of like pushback against that lately of like, mm-hmm. you know, trade yeah. school or things yeah, like that. Yeah, trade like, school's awesome. It's no longer the case that having a college degree means that you make a lot of money at a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, the yeah. Case. So plus a lot of a lot of people like me go to college when they're very young and don't actually mm-hmm. know what they want. And so mm-hmm. it's like what what kind what even is the point if you're just being pressured into picking something? Like, I feel like you should wait until you actually know, at least have an idea of what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I definitely think something like that. It's tricky to be like, well, I still because I feel the same way. Like, I would never give up my college experience because I'm like, no, that was like such a formative time for me and like every area of my life, you know, and like. I'm sure obviously my life would have taken a different path and good things would have come of it. But I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine like what even if I didn't get a degree, like what would happen if I just hadn't had that time to be like independent and have those experiences. But not everyone has the luxury of being able to pay for that, you know, and so it feels frivolous to be like, you should still go to college because it's like, well, no, like it's a lot of money. And I agree. It's a waste of money to just be frittering the time away you know but but on the other hand I'm like well that would be pretty brave I think if one of my kids was like not ready for college and I was just like well all your friends are going to college but you should I mean I don't really know what the alternative is honestly that's probably something I should think about like I feel like I've known a lot of people that moved to a college town and and worked Mm -hmm. and you know like you still get a lot of the same formative experiences of living on your own making adult you know young adult friends 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 When we lived in Alpine Village, Grace, don't you think like a lot of the girls there were in hair school or working, yeah. you know, like they weren't. And they, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. And they didn't live there or they didn't, you know, grow up there, but they just. For the like social scene. To Provo, you know, to be around. Yeah. Everyone else. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think well, that's and I knew, path. yeah, I had a few friends that were like, they're working, saving up for school. And then by the time they started school, it they were probably so much more mature and like mm-hmm. ready to take it seriously. And I, again, I think there's kind of a stigma about that a little bit of kind of like, oh, you're not in school. Kind of like, hmm, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's revealing like some of my co-ed snobbery a little bit. Like just kind of like, oh, you kind of want someone who's like at 18, they hit the ground running, you know, like ready, <laughs> ready to take on the world. But I just don't think that's realistic for a lot of people. Like, yeah. yeah. And I think even if you young. think you know what you want to do, you could get through like I did English teaching and I am super grateful for my degree. I love everything I learned in college. Like Anne said, even if I didn't end up teaching, like I still would have been grateful for it. Um all the generals I learned a ton you know in all those classes so I would not erase it and I'm super grateful for my degree but I don't necessarily think if I went back to work I would even want to teach honestly you know like (laughs) I don't know that that was my life calling necessarily I think I chose it partly because I was like I think I'll be good at this I enjoy English and it's a practical choice you know it was a combination of the three it wasn't necessarily my life's work but I think that's also, it's not the dreamiest conclusion, but sometimes that's life. (laughs) You kind of have to just pick something you think you could be good at and finish up because. Well, I think that like, I don't know, you get really stressed out sometimes thinking that you have to know exactly what you want to do and like exactly what to major in. Um, But yeah, like a lot of times you could major in one thing and then as life goes on, you just have different opportunities mm-hmm. to pursue something else. Like right now, I'm mostly like just um, running social media for people. And like I didn't study that ever, you know, mm-hmm. but that's a an opportunity that just came along as I was working in a salon. And that's, I don't know, it's just not, it's not something that I ever even would have known as a teenager Mm -hmm. was even a job yeah a lot has changed (laughs) so sometimes you just you can't plan necessarily what you're gonna do yeah but there's always opportunities that come along yeah that's true when I was a teenager or an early teenager I didn't even know like what YouTube was and the idea of my job being like combing through the internet and like pulling data would just be so it was not what I planned but like (laughs) I think if you just go for it for anything and just finish it so like you know that wasn't with my major but as soon as I finished school and just started looking for jobs like I didn't have the qualifications for (laughs) for this job um (laughs) I applied and I got really lucky because my boss who was hiring at the time he uh has a PhD in math and he was a visiting professor at BYU and so he just was like oh like math major like will be smart and able to learn this and just like that was the reason I got hired was just what my major was and so I think if you just start putting yourself out there more and more like it doesn't matter what you majored in like you will Mm -hmm. luck into something. Yeah I do think that's very true. There's a few jobs that do funnel into like a very specific career like Dave you know his major was nursing um, or teaching or something like that accounting things like that but even those degrees like 
it doesn't necessarily mean you have to work in that field forever, you know? So I do, I actually do think that's very true. Like I'm thinking of through my friends and I'm like, most of my friends don't work in the field that they majored in. So I think it's an old, um, an old way of looking at things because companies used to take care of their employees through retirement with like pensions and stuff. And Mm -hmm. as more and more people come to retirement age, like the pensions can't cover them anymore. And so that fell apart. And so we don't have that same system. So I don't think it's like as much people being flighty as if you just stay with one employer for 30 plus years, no one's going to take care of you. Like you have to, Mm -hmm. you have to take care of yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and people, the world has just changed so much. Like we can't even, I can't even like sum it up, but you know, like you were saying, Anne, like your job, we wouldn't have even known that was a job, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. So I know, I think there is kind of, I feel like, oh, millennials, like we get a bad rap for like being flighty or feeling like our job has to just be like, you know, we have to just wake up passionate about what we're doing every second of the day and it's kind of like oh you know get your life together but yeah I do think a lot of it is probably just comes down to like the world has changed so much I think what scared me freshman year and what made me change my major so many times was because I kind of thought of it that way like your major has to reflect like your one passion and I don't really have one passion and so Mm. I I watched this TED talk that like really helped me And it was right before I switched majors for the final time because it just (laughs) said, I can't, I couldn't find the talk for today, but, um, it said something like you, you don't just like, you know, wake up one day and find your passion. Like you just choose something to be passionate about. Like it's, your passion isn't one field. It's, it's certain aspects of your personality and things that you want to do in the world, but it's not the field that you're working in you just apply your principles to whatever you're doing and it becomes your passion and so I just picked something finally that I was really interested in even though it wasn't like my one and only passion Mm -hmm. and I've been happy ever since because I've just kind of poured my principles into it I love that approach great I think that's really cool like that I think um one thought that's helped me because sometimes I think like I really like teaching I enjoyed it while I did it, Um, but I do sometimes feel a little, I don't know if insecure, but like maybe, and not regretful because I don't like regret anything, but um, when I talk to other teachers who are just like so passionate about teaching and they're just like, oh, I just love teaching, like, (laughs) and that's just their calling, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really (laughs) feel that way. Like, I enjoyed my job. Um, but it isn't necessarily something like if I were to go back to work when my girls are older, I'm kind of like, oh, I, I wish I knew like what I wanted to do, you know? Um, and this is, uh, do you guys know, you probably don't cause you're not really into like the parenting book world, but there's these authors, Linda and Richard Iyer, and, um, I read their daughter's blog and she always quotes that her mom <laughs> says life is long. Because people always say life is short, you know, like life is short, you know, live, live YOLO and stuff. But her mom always says life is long. Like life is actually very long. You have a lot of different chapters and like times to explore different things. And so I think there's this like pressure, especially when you're younger of like, I have to figure out what I'm going to do. But, you know, I'm in my early 30s. Like 
I have decades ahead of me that I could find something new to be passionate about, you know, if I were to decide yeah. to like re-enter the workforce. So I think you just kind of like take a step in the right direction and have faith that things will unfold. But it's like the paralysis that gets you, you know, when you're just like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that's just no good because there's no you're not going to solve any problems by being paralyzed by indecision. So I was going to just say um, the pressure to find a job that incorporates all of your your talents and your passions you know it's it's kind of like impossible to do that and just because you can only pick one of those passions to really pursue as your job doesn't mean that you can't follow those other interests as hobbies and Mm -hmm. sometimes I think you end up enjoying those hobbies more because they're not where you're making your income Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) totally because that can be really stressful sometimes so sometimes I'm like maybe you know maybe it's good to have a job that isn't the most flashy or like exciting but you know work can be work and then your hobbies can just be for fun Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. definitely does anyone want to hear my major changes everyone else got to say this oh sorry oh yeah <laughs> sorry, <Tess. laughs> I, I didn't know you had the list no you had, had all i wrote them all out <laughs> okay, yeah. it on us. let's yeah go okay. i started in nursing so i don't have 18 majors listed because i did change like between oh, these there that are listed first. 18 mm-hmm. times but <laughs> i don't have 18 separate majors but i did i did consider way more than 18 different majors but these are the ones that I actually changed to okay I started in nursing then I switched to art history a very drastic change um Mm -hmm. then I did nutritional science dietetics I did psychology several times which was surprising to me I don't remember switching to that anytime but I don't remember that one psychology (laughs) so many times French French teaching landscape architecture (laughs) interestingly chemistry education also a really random choice (laughs) and graphic design which I would be terrible at I did not like my my one drawing class that I had to take for my graphic design I thought you were good at graphic I thought that was one of the ones that you were like really I was really into it but then like halfway through the class I realized I did not like drawing. Because I remember when you went to the bookstore and you bought like all your supplies and you had yeah. your artist aesthetic. That was yeah, I did have my artist aesthetic, which was my sure. weirdest aesthetic of all time. Like I look back on that with horror. I had like wasn't a, it just black a suede pants and a jacket white that had shirt. like tassels? Oh. Whoa! That's and I would wear like my oh. hair in like two buns, <laughs> which is cute when Anne does it, but it's super not. Cute. It's not cute when I do it. No, it would be super cute on you. I'm laughing. Because not because that's not cute, just because like I know exactly who you were trying, like who I was trying trying so hard to be someone I'm so quirky artist girl. (laughs) That's like a Barbie, where like Mm -hmm. she just has these different. Yeah, it's true. I do put on landscape architecture Barbie, graphic (laughs) graphic design Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, it's true. French teaching Barbie. Yeah, they're all cool. Yeah, they all work exactly. They're all fun. Like they. They're all worth purchasing, but (laughs) (laughs) the suede and the two buns, just like, I'm like, I know exactly the look you were going for. And it was so cute. I just remember you wearing like a white, but like oversized button down and like little black, like cigarette pants. 
Mm, I did and have you that had too, your yeah. all your all your artist supplies and I was like oh she's like such a chic she's like little artist but I didn't realize it was so short-lived that was one that really made an impression on me I guess <laughs> yeah it, it was, was longer lived than the rest of the majors but mm-hmm. still short lived for sure I do remember dad laughing about how frequently you changed your major <laughs> <laughs> you getting bent out and of then the one it. that I ended up choosing that I had a really hard time with because I ended up doing English teaching too, but I remembered, like, I knew Claire had done it, and I, I wanted to be, like, original, and also, like, <laughs> I, I, hey. I, like, you know, like, I just wasn't sure I knew mom had been a teacher, and I was like, I'm just following everyone's footsteps, mm-hmm. but that's because it's what we're good at, so. Well, and I think maybe with um, women sometimes, too, I don't know. I felt a little bit of like, oh, I want to like, I don't want to just do, you know, a career that's like stereotypically female. I want to do something different, you know, but yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think you just got to make a decision on what feels right to you. So yeah. Yeah. And I love my major now. So what's your, what's your teacher aesthetic though? Cause I hate to break it to you. That is not as cute of a look. And I say that as a teacher. <laughs> it really is not. Um, although I did shadow a teacher who had a very like, she was very chic. Um, mm. I was very impressed by her. But what was her name? Just curious. Uh, Jessie Tyre. Oh, don't know her. She was young, um, but she uh, there's like yeah, a specific anyway, girl I was thinking of. I was like, I wonder if she's still <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> well, I remember going to a teaching conference once, and I'm Grace. Maybe this will be my weekly redaction because I'll offend all the teachers. But I am a teacher, so I can say it. But I saw all everyone walking towards the conference center, and I was like, oh, there we are. <laughs> Were they like <laughs> a funky bunch? <laughs> it was like free tote bags that you get at conferences. <laughs> Lots of free totes. Teachers oh, have into so that right many now. bags. I am really. She just sent me a picture that that's one of the things she's going for right now. It's tote lady. I'm I am becoming <laughs> a tote lady, but a tote lady. Only Teachers like have reusable so many tote totes. bags. Because I mean, I remember I'd have like my tote with like my grading and like my school stuff. I'd have like my tote bag with my lunch because teachers can't afford, nor do we have time to go out to lunch. So you got to pack a lunch. And I was also had a baby. So I had all my pumping stuff. (laughs) It was like, I just looked like the just frumbiest. Yeah. Um, And then you'll you'll probably have flats because you're on your feet all day. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and like a cute I think actually there's so many cute teachers I'm just teasing about the aesthetic but I'm just like it's there, definitely there a less are cute exciting teachers aesthetic. there are classic teachers yeah I will well, leave it at I that. mean if you send Tess into a, a high school you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to yeah kind of dull her up frumpy. a little bit yeah for sure <laughs> no. no it's true that's what someone told it's me that true. like when I was I was asking her about like, what do you think? Because she was a teacher and she was like, well, you're going to be harassed a lot. I'll just be honest with you. Because she was like a younger teacher too. I was like, oh, It it is true. Like I I shadowed a first year teacher and those kids are so like, she said one of them when she like like bent down, she was teaching middle school. When she like bent down next to their desk, they cut off a little piece of her hair. (gasps) Oh my just word! Snipped it off. <laughs> what in the they world? Had no respect for her. Did, it was did really that kid sad. get expelled? I feel like that's. Um, I think got suspended. Probably serious. Maybe not oh, even suspended. I don't know if she knew how to handle the situation. That's an aggression for sure. I, I never know, had. It was bad. Well, that's why junior high people are always like, 
why would you teach junior high? And I'm like, I actually think junior high kids are so cute and funny. (laughs) Um, But part of it was I liked having a bigger age gap between me and the kids. Like I just felt a little more comfortable. You know, yeah, in like my they still 20s. think you're like their babysitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Grace, you had something cool written down here. Oh yeah, well, I wanted to talk about. So there's this um, blogger slash podcaster named Jenny Blake, and I she has a book called Pivot. It's about career change, and I haven't read her book, but I've heard her guest on other podcasts I listen to, um, and I really like her stuff. So she worked for Google, so she had like you know a really good job. And then she decided she wanted to just, like, consult and start her own consulting thing. Um, So people really thought that she was crazy for doing that. And so now that she's been successful, she uh, helps other people make that sort of career shift. Cool. So she has um, this thing she called, I think she calls it the pivot method, which is these four steps for if you're thinking about maybe wanting to pivot. Uh. And so I've been using this. So I I have a job right now that I really love. And it's not necessarily doing like what I want to do for a career. But my employer has been super cool. Uh, so I kind of want I'm interested in finance and maybe want to move into that. Um, and so they've been really supportive of me potentially going to grad school. And they also um, gave me a little bit of like a finance role right now working for them. So ideally, after I graduate, you know, I could maybe keep working with them. But I have used this pivot method sort of in getting ready for grad school. So the way that it works is you plant. So you see what's already working. I guess, like, I try to explain plant, but like. <laughs> is it like what you already enjoy or what yeah, aspects it's like of in, your job you like Yeah, like in basketball, doing? like you like plant and, you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not like plant a seed, I think. Well, maybe plant a seed. I couldn't decide. <laughs> I, I thought about <laughs> uh, what kind of plant it means. But like, yeah, see what's already working. See what like you are good at and what you like. Then you scan. So you see what's out there. Um, either like what other people are doing or like skills that either you want to develop or you have um, projects that you could do. And then the biggest step is the pilot. So when you pilot, you look for a small experiment that you can try. So for grad school, for me, the pilot is I'm just applying to like one school for this fall. And I don't necessarily want to go to school in the fall, but I just think it'll be a lot easier next year if I have already, you know, mm-hmm. kind of put myself out there one time. And yeah. Try it. yeah. Yeah. Well, then you can see if you actually enjoy, you know, like. Yeah. Like if or, if you have or if they like for things if they come back to me and they're like uh there's no way you'll ever get into grad school <laughs> <laughs> like I can just try something else and you can keep doing that you know like if as things that you're trying are like failing or you don't like it like you know just keep looking for more things and then the final step four is launch so you, at that point you either go all in or you at least take like some big next steps once you've narrowed down your focus a little bit so I just thought that was like a pretty cool uh, way to I look like at that. it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like a little formula yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, like I get really paralyzed thinking like before I got this job, I was like, I should probably go online, like get a certificate in like data data analysis and, you know, like do these different things. It's like just put something out there mm-hmm. and just see yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. And then if you need, if you need like education or qualifications, like you'll find that out and you can go yeah. ahead and do that. But As like you go. do something. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's really to, cool. Like, to have like a process, you know, written out so that it's not like so scary. Yeah, and it's not like all in down either. into like, little steps. Yeah. It's not like if you get rejected, that was your one dream and your one goal and you have nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's just my pilot. I'll just do another one. Yeah. <laughs> and you have kind of in the scan process, maybe you kind of already identified like a few things you could be interested in or good at or you know like you have other things to fall back on too Mm -hmm. I just was wondering um what did you guys think you would be when you grew up when you were little how little oh that's a good question (laughs) like what's the first thing you can remember wanting to be the first thing I remember wanting to be was an epidemiologist that makes so much sense that's what I was going to school for honestly that's like why I did biology and then public health and so I did know what I wanted to do and honestly this is maybe getting kind of like vulnerable and sad but I think a big reason that I decided to switch to English and teaching was kind of the 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 scan thing of like well what else am I good at because I panicked that epidemiology that I was going to be like having to like travel to foreign countries or, you know, that I was like, well, I want to have a family and that's just not really realistic. You know, I'm not going to be like out of the country all the time. And looking back, that was like a very rash decision because there were a lot of, there's so many other things I could have done in public health. Um, but I don't regret it. It's just kind of like looking back, I la- I, again, 19 year olds making <laughs> decisions. <laughs> like, and for yeah. the record, I feel like I should say mom and dad like tried to help me with this process. Like, and they really <laughs> mm-hmm. encouraged me. And they didn't pressure any of us to be like, oh, you need to pick something that like would work for a mom. You know, like they mm-hmm. would have totally been on the on the contrary. I actually feel like our family wanted us to do like more, <laughs> more impressive things than we were doing. But they encouraged me to do like a study abroad and and internships and like I was resistant to a lot of it for my own mm-hmm. because of my own hangups. So like yeah, a lot of my decisions were based on like not feeling confident that I could yeah do it. A and lot now of it was I'm based older, on fear. I wish that someone had told me that like there's a lot of really dumb, really confident people doing the jobs that I want. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish that I would have like shadowed people Mm -hmm. even like not even necessarily a official internship but just like learn more about each career path that you're interested Mm -hmm. in because sometimes you think there's only one way to do a certain career and there are actually like a million different paths you can totally within each career this is stressing me out because i'm still in college and now i'm feeling like my time is running out your time is running short no you're so young we should also throw out there tess graduated high school early so she started college a lot younger than most people do i wanted back to our what did what did we want to be when we grew up um oh yeah i wanted to be an art curator ever since i was little and then when i was in high school i think it like really blossomed and then right before i graduated high school i was like yeah a fear again which was not instilled in me by anyone except for the internet and reddit <laughs> dates oh reddit. no the dark <laughs> reddit no. crushes dreams it crushes dreams they are <laughs> so scary on there but i started that's why i started in nursing um was because and i 
I think that I probably would still go with education, even if I had no fear, because that's what I really like enjoy now. But mm-hmm. but I definitely shouldn't have ever done nursing because <laughs> that was not for me. That was just I'm a sure you would have been a good move. nurse, but I do feel like nursing and I'm married to a nurse. I love nurses. Nurses are amazing. But like it's another one where it's like, well, you should just be a nurse. <laughs> like that's practical. They <laughs> it's always a very nurses. practical like, decision. <laughs> it's a great it is a great field, but like in a it's not a good one if it's not something you're actually interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we Oh, um, Anne, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. I wanted to be I wanted to be a vet. Me too. Or an Aryan. Oh. <laughs> um yeah, everyone else had such like well, yeah, highbrow I, jobs. I remember Grace and I both wanted to do that, and then Grace at some point pointed out to me that like I would have to like cut the dogs open. Oh, Grace, or, like, I think Dad told. I think I wanted to be a vet, a vet, and Dad was like, "You're gonna have to kill the animals." Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> actually true. That's a that's a true it thought. Is, is a I love point. the Dad. Leave it to Dad. <laughs> Leave it like to Dad to on be the the farm dreams. boy. Bring it back to like the farm. Yeah, so and funny. I knew I I wasn't strong enough to do that. So yeah, that's why I, I gave up too. on that early on. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, I feel like every kid I didn't, but I mean, most kids who like animals go through a a vet stage for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wanted to be a dancer at one point, and mom and dad <laughs> were like, "No, that's not gonna work out." <laughs> that is maybe the mm-hmm. one dream they crushed. They're like, "That's not gonna be a career path." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, they did that with." acting too I wanted to be an actress because I saw the Oscars and they were like <laughs> dad gave me like a an actual like talk about like how that world just leads to drugs and bad things, bad things. <laughs> he really discouraged it it's good to stamp that out young though probably mm-hmm. yeah it's true. that's so funny <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for joining us on this metaphorical meandering down the career path. Um, As always, we'd love to hear if anything resonated with you. And specifically, if you have us beat on major changes, if anyone has changed their major more than 18 times, (laughs) please contact us at HopCulturePod on Instagram and DM us and let us know. Please, we will keep you anonymous. Yeah, we would honestly love to hear if anyone has us beat. Um, so let's wrap it up with weekly wins. Grace, why don't you start? Um, well, I have been trying to venture out into the world a little bit more since uh, COVID. I feel like I, at the beginning of it, I went outside a ton and then I just sort of stopped mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Remember um, when everyone was going on walks like obsessively? It was amazing. And that was mm-hmm. I, I haven't I been outside that. in like months. Now I sound, I feel like I sound rough. Like, I haven't eaten any <laughs> fruit. Well, you had COVID. Recently. I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I've gone fishing uh, twice in the last week. And it's been really fun. It It's hard. Like, I go outside. My eyes can't really, like, adjust to the sunlight. But I have been very much enjoying it. So Your eyes can't adjust. Uh, just a little plug for going outside. The weather's getting better. I guess Not you did have LASIK, live, but... so you have the that sensitivity. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sensitive Maybe that's Grace it. has very sensitive eyes. Can I talk about movie theaters, or is that personal? <laughs> yeah, sure. Grace has Please Grace do. wears sunglasses to movies. I wear and earbuds, earplugs now too. I've started that. <laughs> Just why even go? Yeah, we we had a work party and we watched. Tenet. Oh, work it, and it was party! Tenet. Oh yeah, you need earplugs for Tenet. 
perks <laughs> work perks work that's perks. awesome um no i love i love just imagining grace well you're a highly sensitive person that's <laughs> part of your you are you're an hsp she really HSP. is yeah. um tess do you want to go next sure um so this is um for my apple watch wearing friends out there i What's found up? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. And I, was like, I didn't either. I, I just said yowza. <laughs> yowza. Okay. Hi, Roller. We teased Tess about her Apple Watch because she's the youngest and she has one and none of the rest of us have one. So. It's okay, but to clarify, it's a of family it was just a strife. gift. I'm not, I'm not wealthy enough to purchase it myself or anything. And it wasn't from mom and dad either, so I feel I feel like you can't. <laughs> it's yeah. Anyway, we're just jealous. <laughs> yeah, but I do think I have a nickel allergy because I would get this horrible like the Apple Watch bands and Garmin bands. I had a Garmin watch before, and they all have um, nickel in them, and I would always get like this horrible itchy, bumpy rash on my wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking. Um, for like elastic bands or something like that and couldn't find any cute ones and mom um found these really cute ones on andy a-n-d-i it's like a really cute scrunchy brand um i'm not sure if they sell more than scrunchies but um mostly scrunchies and they have apple watch bands that are also little scrunchies very i noticed that when you got on the video call i was like oh the little leopard wristlet. Yeah, so it's cute. they're so they're so nice. They're so easy to put on, and it's lasting super well. I've had it for like a month and a half now, and it's super cute. Yeah, so highly recommend if you have a nickel allergy like me, or you're just looking do for they a make them one. for Fitbits mm-hmm. like a like older a models? one a few generations ago? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll circle back. <laughs> circle back. <laughs> oh and what's your weekly win okay this is not from this week but unfortunately i don't don't have have a win (laughs) a lot of wins (laughs) so i just wanted to talk about taylor swift and um how she's remaking her old album she released a love story from her fearless album and it's great. Wait, can and do you know the details of why she's doing that? Like, I know kind of, but Luke and I were discussing Well, just it. like a little bit. She she wants to own her own, like, masters. Oh. And, um, it was, was it from the dispute with Scooter Braun? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. feel okay. so cool well, that I know that. Well, her old record label, like, owned them and then sold them to like scooter Braun, okay. and she was mad about the whole thing so yeah she is making her own and cool. i was nervous a little bit that like her new ones would they just wouldn't be the same mm-hmm. as yeah. the original ones but like it's almost exactly the same and the only little like tiny differences i actually love mm-hmm. i need to go listen and she's gonna be releasing like six new songs that were songs that she wrote you know, from that time for each album, like, you know, she'll be releasing new songs um, that she wrote like a long time ago. And I'm so excited about that because I love 
every era of Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah. so excited to get more from each era. So that's so fun. Um, yeah, I'm I was listening to Taylor Swift right before we recorded this to try to like pump, pump yourself up. <laughs> so that's why it's my weekly win for this week. <laughs> I love it. So, um, mine's a little bit of a gimme, but I lately have just been really enjoying being roasted by my seven year old. (laughs) She's so mean. She's so so savage. And I try not to like, I'll post things here and there on like my Insta stories that she does. I try not to go overboard because I'm like, people probably don't really find it that funny. Like it's kind of probably like I had, you had to be there kind of thing, but she just says like the most savage mean things all the time. She's very, she just has like blunt takes on life. And I actually like love that about her. But um, the other day she asked me, would you rather have 2,000 cans of pop or another child? And I was like, what? And I was like, well, I am currently creating another child like as we speak. But I was like, I would probably, I hope you know, I would rather have another child than 2,000 cans of pop. And and then after she said that, she was like, mom, pop isn't good for you and it costs money. So why don't you just stop drinking it and then you could save all of that money that you spend on it. <laughs> Whoa. Like, okay. <laughs> I said, Ella, sometimes people do things even though they know it's not good for them and they know it's not smart. And I <laughs> she tell her the electricity to play wild crats costs money. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't know how to have this. I mean, it's it's just the fact of life that you'll have to like get over, <laughs> and you'll have to come to terms with your own level of comfort of what things you're willing to do. She has very good roasts, and they make me laugh on a daily basis. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show. And visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week.